a set on the 405 Dining Sphere, but not before leaving behind more than 30 new restaurant concepts to choose from in this simple prairie metropolis we call home. That's great news for people like you and me who like to eat out and have as many dining options as possible. It's not such great news for anyone in the restaurant business. Well, maybe not just anyone. People who are suppliers and distributors, they love it. But restaurant owners themselves, this is a head-scratcher. Growth, they understand, is essential for any marketplace, but too much can crush the market under its own weight. So how does a seasoned restaurateur handle this kind of growth? Well, local chef and owner of two Rococo locations and the Manhattan has decided to lean into it. Today we talk growing pains and restaurant evolution with Bruce Reinhardt on Community Table. Last Wednesday, chefs Bruce Reinhardt and Jason Bustamante attended Taste of Western at the Will Rogers Theater. There they announced the Rococo family was moving onto the Western Avenue corridor. Bruce dropped by the studio to share the news and details about Rococo 2020 and what it means to the existing properties. So we are proud, excited, Nervous, sad, wide range of emotions, uh, taking the iconic Rococo on pen for the last 15 years, and we're going up to Western Avenue. Yeah. For the new Rococo 2020. Yeah, and you're and you're moving into the old space that was uh, uh, the barrel. That was uh, there, Cafe I believe. Nova, yep. long yeah. time ago. Yep, right next to Sushi Nico. That's right great space a fantastic uh, space yeah. yeah we're we're excited there's a lot of folks in that neighborhood and the western association and uh that couldn't be more excited and the synergy is palatable i mean it's you know we're gonna really turn that space into a little oasis yeah i'm really what's your timetable we're looking at march okay. of next year uh maybe april uh, but the timeline's realistic. We got the holidays coming up, all, you know, all the different things that we all do. And um, space is in pretty good shape, I imagine. For the most part, yeah. We're going to totally gut the kitchen yeah. and, and redo the functionality of that. Uh, but a lot of the structure itself is all sound. Uh, we're going to turn the patio into this garden yeah. oasis. We have an exciting donation from my bride's mother, Sherry. And it's this two to three ton fountain deal that nice. we're gonna do a little brass plaque uh, for her and her dining club that nice. have been around. They've been dining in the club for over fifty years. Well done, yeah. very nice. And so we're gonna pay a little homage back to the girls from Shawnee with the fountain. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah. cool. That sounds fantastic. How how big is like how many seats do you anticipate in that? It's not going to be much bigger than Penn. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. We're looking at around 130 or so yeah. inside mm-hmm. and, you know, 50, maybe 60 outside yeah. of that. Yeah. Uh, we are going to do dining on the west side as well, out front, okay. you know, when weather, you sure. know, we'll cooperate. Yeah. Uh, but we're looking to have a very interactive space uh-huh. where it ebbs and flows from outside and sure. inside. And I got a couple of little surprises and. Uh, it'll be a semi-open kitchen, okay. is our hope. Yeah. Uh, and the famous Brian Fitzsimmons is going to do the architect uh, architecture for us. Excellent. And he's an old friend, him and Titi. And, 
you know, again, there's a lot of excitement. Uh, it, it warms my heart the amount of people that have reached out yeah. to say, good for you. Yeah. Congratulations, perhaps. Yeah. Yep. I'll say it right now. Congratulations. Thank you, <laughs> But this, the, this, uh, this news uh, only brings up more questions, does it not? Of course, of it, course. Yes. So let's, uh, let's take us through uh, original Original pin, pin staying location. in the family. Staying as we in the like family. Say. So please explain. So we're going to keep that. We've actually uh, finished our remodel of the new front. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're repaving, resurfacing all the parking lot, new signage, and Rococo Pen will become our catering hub and our mm-hmm. event center. Mm-hmm. Private parties, special nights, music things, wine dinners. Uh, available for pop-ups with other chefs in the city. I, I'm, I'm looking to recreate yeah. that physical space. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're right down the street from Western. It kind of, yeah. uh, you know, it's going to create its own thing. And then with North Park, North Park's alive and well. Book your holiday parties now. We got <laughs> the pop-up brunch October 20th. We got Thanksgiving. We got the holiday season and New Year's. So North Park's just chugging along. Yeah. Well, that's, you know... Just just what you needed. More things to worry about, right? Indeed. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Indeed. You want to talk about free. Because, <laughs> you know, it's not like we've got some growth going. You're just you're just leaning into the growth, right? Something like that. <laughs> yes. All right, let's slow down for a minute. Go back to a couple of things you mentioned. You know, birthday party. So our birthday party was scheduled back in june i believe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then the individual that couldn't get yes. their crab cake fast enough drove through the front door uh so finally that has all been redone and it's great yes uh, i mean the colors out front the iron railing the just everything and yeah. it's looking sharp so we've rescheduled for october 23rd okay with a special musical guest and there'll be complimentary appetizers more than likely we'll do some samplings mm-hmm. of what we'll be doing on western or nice. at least getting feedback from a little the bit guests. of a preview i like it I like a little bit of a happy birthday and here's the future yes yeah yep. i like that so we're looking forward to because we like to be very interactive with menu development and things like that, and we welcome guest feedback. That's how a lot of things ended up on the menu. So there'll be some of that that night, and that will carry right through the holidays. There'll be a lot of different influences and things that we're doing. Yeah. Now, Thanksgiving, Don't let's not run over that. You guys do a big Thanksgiving service at uh, at North Park. Huge. Uh, It's As we like to say, it's all the food that I would make at home for my family. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's my gravy, it's my dressing, and so on. And, you know, we serve five, 600 of our dearest friends that day it's a it's a big one i'm always there yeah um and of course that's on thanksgiving (laughs) and uh you know a lot of folks make their reservations the prior year yeah when they're leaving from thanksgiving yeah Uh, a lot of big groups this and that and chef jason does an awesome job and his team up there and it's a it's a day filled with love and appreciation you know so many guests are so grateful that we're doing that, you know, so that it, it has its own uh, vibe. That's yeah. just, it, it's it's awesome. Yeah. And now you said people can start, they can already do reservations for that? Oh, yeah. Please make yeah. them now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the deal. All right. Well, I think that uh, I think that you've got a pretty busy couple of months coming up ahead. So good thing you can take. Oh, wait, you can't take any rest at the <laughs> beginning of next year because uh, yeah. maybe, maybe. What, where are we at here? We're in October, so maybe this time next year you'll be able to take a couple minutes to, you know. Well, it'll relax. be my bride and I's 15 year 
ah. uh, wedding anniversary, and we're going to go somewhere with a lot of sand and renew our vows. Very so, good. So that Very is going to happen. Very good. So, so the pressure really is on the next few months to make all this work right so that when you get to that point to renew the vows, you still want to do all that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be, I'll be waving my magic wand all over this city. But um, I'm so blessed with the allies that we have, the friends that we have. So many people want to be involved in this and to see that it's successful. Um, so uh, that warms my heart. And, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're chucking along. We got a good thought process. Uh, you know, I've opened one or two of these in my yeah. life. So you know, we haven't talked about uh, the Manhattan. Let's Manhattan. let's not let's not get out of here without uh, talking about the Manhattan and your downtown experience. Talk about a little bit about Manhattan. Right around the corner, I can almost see it from here. Yep. Uh, it's doing great. We're experimenting with new menus. We got a, a new fall menu coming out. A reemphasis on. You know, some of the catering that we do downtown, the lunches and so on, uh, the beverage program and the drinks they're doing couldn't be prouder than of Aaron and the yeah. rest of the team. And uh, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. We've done a lot of live music that we mm-hmm. probably should revisit because mm-hmm. live music out under the yeah. Raven, is it, it's a cool vibe. Well, and we're getting a good time of weather right now. You I mean, got it. October, it's weird. October is probably Oklahoma's best weather month, uh, all in all. <laughs> But, you know, you got to take what you got, right? Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, the team there is doing great. And uh, we're actually going to be doing uh, some big time training next week and rolling some things out. So th- there is a lot going on at the Manhattan. We recorded that interview earlier this week. But I talked to Bruce earlier this summer and asked him what it's like juggling multiple restaurants. restaurants operating at the same time you know how do you handle a day how does that work exactly not well enough (laughs) (laughs) um it's a lot it it truly is and uh i knew opening the third would be a deal and Uh it it was every bit of that (laughs) so um you know you try to manage you try to work with your people Uh, thank god i have great people um you know but uh, I remember a column in the New York Times decades ago, and uh, they followed a restaurateur who had eight or so in New York City, and he said running restaurants was like juggling live grenades. <laughs> and that's what it is 24-7, but it's the life we love. It's the life yeah. we grew up in, and you know, there's great days, and mm-hmm. there's not so great days. As for the record growth, Reinhardt had plenty to say. Well, for me, I mean... You know, the growth is unprecedented. Yeah, it, you, it you is. know, and the, in a way, business always breeds business. I've always believed mm-hmm. that. Um, so that's good. Uh, but your population here in Oklahoma City isn't yeah. matching that kind of it's growth. It's not growing at the same rate that the, the uh, no, restaurants are growing. Nowhere yeah. near. And, you know, there's only, from an operator standpoint or a business person standpoint, there's only X amount of entertainment dollars. Right. So... You know, those are being stretched and pulled and mm-hmm. shifted. Um, you know, it's interesting when people talk about X area doing well. Mm-hmm. Well, those dollars came from somewhere. Right. So that means another area is right. not doing so That's well. That's right. You're robbing Peter to pay Paul in a way. In, in, some in a ways. way. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting for the consumer. 
uh, for our friends because there is a lot of great things going yeah. on. A lot yeah. of fun, uh, a lot of pushing the envelope, some great food out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a glass house kind of guy, so I don't want to, you know, but there's stuff that's just, you know, why? Right, right. You of know, course. why are you doing that? In yeah. this kind of growth, you're going to have the stuff that isn't as well thought out. Correct. Yeah. And, and when you have new operators, you're going to have people who are just not seeing what someone like yourself would see as an obvious miss or an, an obvious thing that, oh, no, no, you can't do that. You right. can't offer that kind of thing here, you know. And and so take us through – let's get into a little more detail. We were talking about this a little bit before. So when we do have this kind of growth, beyond just the uh, foot traffic, there is the talent pool. Oh, God, you know <sighs> – the labor pool in this city has mm-hmm. never been as stretched as I've yeah since I've been here. So yeah. 15, 16 years, um, you know, it's there uh, in, in some regards, and now it's become even a more competitive market within mm-hmm. our industry to mm-hmm. secure that talent, retain right. that talent. Um, you know. It, it's a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah. challenge. One of the things that we can talk about, too, is one of the challenges in the restaurant industry uh, as far as uh, labor is what we call front of the house, your your wait staff. Sure. Um, now, back of the house, the talent, I, I understand, is still stretched. The difference is in back of the house, you have more uh, more. More people who are likely to stay in the industry long term. You have much more transient folks waiting your tables. Yeah, that's accurate. And and therefore, not only are you having to broaden a pool of transient employees, but these are people that aren't even all that interested in the job. They have very little long term interest. So training them, I, I assume, becomes an even bigger challenge. Well, training, retention, executing. Yeah. You know. Um, you know, my line is listen, learn, retain, and execute. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them don't. They it's, just, it's, they, it's a short term. They've moved. They're yeah. on the shift and they've moved on. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. And then compounded when you have that shift in uh, sales. And so you have a little downturn at your restaurant. Well, that means those servers, yeah. now they're not making as much money. And they're going to get up. Yep. You got. Yep. Yep. So you have that to contend with. Uh, and. You know, in talking to other restaurant guys in the city, guys and gals, you know, a, a lot of us are, mm-hmm. you know, the smaller independent sure. groups. Sure. You know, sure. Uh, when you go on to the corporate level, you know, they still have those challenges, but it, it's a whole different deal for them. With the move comes evolution for Rococo. When it arrives on Western, Reinhardt is calling it Rococo 2020, portending the intention to adjust the concept's point of view. I asked him how he approaches writing a menu and how life inspires what ends up on the plate. I'm thinking about you being from the East Coast and with this, you know, East and West, you know, life that you've lived and how it sort of shows itself on the menu at Rococo. So, you know, kind of take us through a little bit. You know, when you're writing a menu, where does that come from? Where does writing a menu? Obviously, you're trying to sell food. Sure. But... You know, Rococo is a personal restaurant. You know, it's almost like your biography in a way. That's a great way to put it. And there's a lot of history behind all the dishes. Yeah, so take us through a little bit of the thinking on that. You know, uh, there's so many items that have stories about, you know, that are involved me as a child on the beach Mm -hmm. or this memory. Um, 
you know, and it's a wide gamut. Most of it's seafood, but some of it's the Italian piece mm-hmm. and the gangster piece. And, you know, I always took away something from all the great people mm-hmm. that I worked with and for over the years and the not great people that I worked <laughs> with. Learned some stuff there, too. Of course. Uh, but there's those histories and that comfortable, warm feeling with mm-hmm. certain foods, flavors, dishes. And, you know, you're trying to create as well, you know, but you want that warmth. You want mm-hmm. that to be embraced, you know, like, wow, that that was so good. And then if you sprinkle on some of the history, yeah, it's even better. Like with my staff, those that know the menu mm-hmm. do so much better than anybody else. Of course. Because they know the history. They know the stories. Yeah. They know, mm-hmm. you know. So, and especially when people from the East Coast come in, and, and some West Coast, but they have certain uh, – memories mm-hmm. and likes and so on and it happens all the time they're like my god i didn't know this was in oklahoma <laughs> you know uh you know we're known for our crab cake and mm-hmm. you know it's it's brilliant and it's literally famous from baltimore to california uh and of course we take a lot of pride in it uh but it's also that look on people's faces mm-hmm. like you know we had this lady from baltimore one time and a friend brought her in. Well, she refused. She was not. Her quote was, why on earth would I get a crab cake in Oklahoma? I live in Baltimore. <laughs> so I just brought her one. And she start, And she was a little rough. And she took one look at it. And I just set it down and walked away. And big smile afterwards. And, and an apology. <laughs> so, you know, so that's a lot of what drives our food, what we do. You know, you often hear... You know, seasonal this and this and this and this. But I, I think all of that's important. But it's more about what comes from the heart. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And now, see, this is what's, this is what's interesting to me now is, so Rococo marks a point in your life, you know, from when you started. But your life has changed a lot. Oh, yeah. Since you've opened Rococo. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so I guess we're, we're starting to plan your next restaurant, right? Uh, no, you've, you've had a, you've, you've gotten married. And you had a couple kids since all that uh, oh, yeah. happened. So yeah, I met my bride from Shawnee America at Rococo mm-hmm. in one of the gangster booths. And, you know, we have two beautiful, smart boys, uh, Will and Brack. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, life's changed a lot. And, and when they're, they're, common, uh, they're commonly seen in the restaurant now? Oh, yeah, very much. <laughs> yeah, they, well, Will grew up in the restaurant. <clears throat> and then when Amber got pregnant with Brack, that kind of pulled aside. But... You know, at one, you know, Will learned how to crawl, talk, walk at the pen location. And by the time he was two to three, he could just have a conversation (laughs) and be able to get a menu, you know, refer this to this. I mean, it's brilliant. And on the big events like the clam bake, the boys are always there. Oh, yeah. For years, they were in their little chef coats and, you know, they do table visits. And that's, again, that personal deal. It's very personal at that point. Between all these restaurant machinations, Chef Bruce found time to participate in the most recent Chef Fest at the Super Catwind Market. He joined chefs Josh Valentine, Kevin Lee, Scotty Arani, Jonathan Krell, Loretta Barrett-Oden, Henry Boudreau, Catherine Mathis, Jeff Chancellor, Chris Becker, Dan Doe, Brad Johnson, Ryan Parrott, Vlung Nguyen, and Ty and Kathy Tian to raise more than $7,000 for the Chef John Bennett Memorial Scholarship.
I'll have an update on where that puts the brand new scholarship at UCO next week with more details from Chef Fest. Once again, huge thanks to Chef Bruce Reinhardt of Rococo in Manhattan for helping us build this community table. Until we gather around it again, cheers. Cheers.